Welcome to the Dibbly Dobblers Cricket Podcast. As always, I am your host, Callum. In fact, your main host, Callum. And as always, I'm joined by my <laughs> secondary host, producer, director, dinner lady. Um, For a brief second, well, let go say my name. <laughs> Bruce. <laughs> Bruce. <laughs> okay, Sheila. <laughs> Andrew, how's yeah. how's it going this week, Andrew? Yeah, it's, it's going all right. I was just going to say that for a brief second there, I thought that in our week off you'd forgotten all that banter, but never forgotten. <laughs> never forgotten. Clearly not. No, no. Yeah. I just forgot I was the main host. That was <laughs> all it was. Yeah. Um, I feel tired. I have to say, I'm not well, going to lie. I mean, we are currently recording at twenty to eleven at night. Yeah, after having had a night session this evening. As yeah. Well, so, so I mean, if this is god awful. There's Which it no may well ch- be. There's no change there, but um, we do apologise <laughs> for that. Um, we always try and be more m- organised and things like that, but it never really happens. So um, yeah. just gonna be tired. So like, hopefully they crash the car on the way home and stuff like that. Yeah, that's not an issue for me. I might fall over between here and get into my bed, though. That is <laughs> that's an issue. Those twenty paces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the night session tonight. That was good. Seasons just around the corner. For some people watching or listening, they may well have started their season already. Yeah, down uh, south, uh, down club south, cricket's yeah. already uh, on the go. In full flow. Yeah. Um, club cricket in Scotland kicks off at the end of the... Well, next weekend, I think yeah, it's... Yeah, week Saturday. Um, for pretty much week, so everyone yeah. as far as I'm aware. So, yeah, so looking forward to it. I missed the first week, you know, selfish cousin getting married. But, you know, what can I say? I did not miss the first week, and I am buzzing. Our teammates aren't, but you know. Well, so. I mean, after my my performances tonight, no, they're not. <laughs> I the bowled well. Bowling is alright. <laughs> we have discovered that Andrew cannot catch a cold, so. Um, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Anyway. Anyway. What we're we talking tonight? Cricket, hopefully. Cricket, yeah. You know, it's usually <laughs> a good thing. All yeah. Scottish cricket uh, is Yeah, I think we're pretty much on Scottish cricket. We're going to ignore everything else that's been going on around the cricket world. We're trying to focus in more on Scottish cricket. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, I suppose the big thing in Scottish cricket that's happened recently is the series... Um. I don't know. They're not really series, but they are series. So I don't. Well, they are. They're, they're like. Yeah. They're all mini tri series yeah. as part of the this so cricket the, world cup. The, yeah. In, in the UAE. Yeah. Dubai International Stadium. Uh, yeah. It was played in. Uh, tri series against uh, Oman and Papua New Guinea. Well, they pretty much had Dubai's against Papua New Guinea because they won the hard. That is terrible. Well, I mean, that's that, that, fantastic. I mean, well done, but that <laughs> is absolutely abysmal. <laughs> I'm proud of it. So, yeah. th- there's people rewinding, going, <laughs> "I don't understand." I don't understand that joke. Okay, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but oh. yes, two um, commanding performances against. Yep. Papua New Guinea. Um, games were never in doubt. Um, no, which is we sort of had spoken about beforehand. Really, that should be the case. Yeah. They, they they've won one game in the whole thing yeah. so far. I can't remember exactly how many they've played. Um, I don't think they've got many left. Them and Oman seem Oman are now finished. 
Yeah. Um, I th- can't remember if Papua New Guinea off the top of my head have got one more set, I think, possibly. Um, so, yeah, um, and that was good to see. Good to see that, you know, Scotland are really now at a level that when they're coming up against opponents that they should be beating. Yeah. They are beating, um, which is a really positive thing to see. I think just being that bit more clinical, I would say, yeah. across Scottish sport, with perhaps not just cricket, we, it, Scottish sport has been guilty at not being sort of dominant in these kind of games. And I think it's yeah, refreshing absolutely. to see. Yeah. Um, Oman, kind of the polar opposite, very close games. Absolutely. Two games that actually... Uh, with five overs to go in both of them, Scotland would beat. Um, we, yeah, in the first one, uh, were defending a total. Yeah. Both totals, both games, it was around about 220-odd. Um, very yep. similar totals in terms of the, the, the in both games. Um, but yeah, batted first in the, the first game. Looked out of it. Um, a yeah. man were getting very close and had plenty of wickets in hand. And then Mark Watt stepped up first and bowled a superb over where three wickets fell, I think. There was a run out within it. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then, I mean, it was finished off by an outstanding catch by Hamza Tahir. So, I am going to be very controversial. Oh, my days. And think that this catch has been blown out of proportion as to how good this catch is. (laughs) <laughs> I'll be quite go, honest. Go on then. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I just feel like Twitter went absolutely mental for this catch, like it was like right up there. And absolutely no chance is it right up there. I thought it was a very, very good catch. I'm not saying it was a good catch. I just think it got blown out of proportion. And don't get me wrong, it's like tight game, right at the, you know, to win the game. And that obviously yeah. adds to it. But come on now. Like the cr- the one handed, di- like Kyle Coates, or one, ha- I can't remember, it was like World Cup f- many moons ago now, but like yeah. one handed catch over the head, all these kind of things. Like it wasn't that. Like, no, it wasn't. But I think when. I mean, he was going backwards and then he was turning round and <laughs> he yeah, was all over the place. And then, and you add into the fact that if he dropped it, the game was done. Oh, no. I, like, I, get, I get the sort of the pressure that was on the catch. I just think the catch has been made out to be a better catch. I, I, I still stand by that it was an, an outstanding catch. Well, you can stand by that all you want, but you're wrong. I think the one thing I would say about <laughs> it is that and this is definitely credit to Hamza. I don't think Hamza to here, six twelve months ago, was taking that catch. I, I would agree with you, and I think that is a, a huge point from this series. Actually, is that Hamza to here's game all round has, has stepped up a level over the winter. He looks fitter. Yeah. Um, his bowling looks more consistent. Um, and yeah, his fielding seems to have improved. We obviously didn't see much of him with the bat. One I don't ball. Think. Was it one ball? One ball. Saw? And he got out. Right, okay. So, so I mean, his bowling and his fielding maybe look better. Yeah. I, I, it's all-round game, I don't know. Air, <laughs> Air, Air, Air Cricket Club are telling us that he's been smashing he's it in the s- nets. Smashing so. it in the nets. So. But they might have players that smash it in the nets. <laughs> <laughs> like. 
but yeah. yeah, no, I don't know. I just I'm not trying to take away from it. Amazing opportunity, like I mean, that must have been the the bumhole must have been going. Oh, absolutely, oh, yeah. It must have been like, oh dear. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I actually, I do slightly feel like the catch itself has maybe got, uh, but who cares? It, yeah. it was an it was a, it was a good catch, and uh, it was the pressure clutch situation, as they would call it in American sports. Um, yeah. And he pulled it out of the bag. Again, plenty of times in Scottish sport, we seem to bottle those moments. Yeah. Um, and and fair play as well to Adrian Neal is the other one who, in, in that g- I mean, bore well in the whole game as well, but in that moment, stepped yeah. up to the plate and, and bore, you know, got the result as well. So I don't think he should be forgotten in that situation. Absolutely, yeah. And then the second game, it was chasing down a total. And again, we looked out of it with five overs to go. There was loads of runs left and not very many wickets. And then Mark Watts stood up. Turned down for what? Yeah, um, I'm not going to do the tune. Oh, well, um, that's disappointing. Copyright, is that it? Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. That's I don't want to have to pay those fees. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's going to be my uh, fantasy team name. I'd already decided that before you, you said What, that. turned down for what? Turned down for what? Stolen my team name. <laughs> <laughs> Least could be having you will be beating you. <laughs> yeah, but what's actually playing? So <laughs> I don't even remember what this fantasy. You just told me I'd signed mm. up to some fantasy. T twenty blasts. All right, cool. Okay. Uh, well, Michael Lee should be playing, but more on he that. Absolutely later. should, but, but yeah, um, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, do you know what was outstanding? Mark Watts' celebration after <laughs> he hit the winning runs. Quality and. <laughs> Tell you what, see if I hit any winning runs this year. <laughs> You're doing that. That's happening. <laughs> Lobbing the bat. Lobbing the bat. Chucking off the gloves. Level one offence. Level one offence. <laughs> Taking off the helmet, kissing the badge, even though you don't have a badge on your helmet. <laughs> it was just... But it was good to see. Like, just oh, it was brilliant. passion in it. And it was... Uh, it was... Yeah. I, I wasn't convinced that he was stopping at the gloves and helmet. I thought the shirt was coming <laughs> off. <laughs> Gigs in it, just like <laughs> round the outfield. Um, yeah, but yeah, and, and I think that's a side to Mark Watts' game that we, we don't often actually for Scotland necessarily have a requirement to see, and that's due to the sort of the performances of the top order in recent yeah. times. Um, well, and middle order to be fair. Uh, but yeah, but he has that ability with the bat as well and provides some vital runs. I know he got some runs in the World Cup um, yeah. when Greaves had his monster innings as well. But um, yeah, amazing. And to come out of the thing overall with four wins, you know, I'd sort of said that when we spoke about this beforehand, that that's what Scotland should be aiming for. Yeah. Um, and just kind of thought, oh, is this going to end up being another three wins, one loss kind of thing or two and two and... Yeah, excellent stuff from the guys. I think there's another couple of batting performances or performers that we should probably make mention of as well. Uh, Richie Bennington. What a man. Absolutely got a ton in the first game. Yeah. Um, and then another... Ninety-something? Yeah. It can't be a ton. No, he got one ton and another couple uh. of decent scores. Um, he had a fantastic series. Um and we also have to talk about 
Michael Leesk's just absolutely brutal performance in the second game against Brighton. It has Evening. happened to the best of us, to be fair. Yeah, so. you have been on the end of that. Yeah, uh, I, I am taking some credit for that. Oh because yeah. my Dibbly Dobblers prepped him for the PNG attack. Um, <laughs> so spanking you around all parts of Fort Hill last summer was the ideal preparation. 100%. Because, I mean, you you sent him a few full tosses and everything, and he just put them everywhere, didn't he? Well, you have to try something a bit different. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he scored the fastest 50 in a one-day international by an associate cricketer. Beating. Beating Richie Barrington's 20-ball effort against Ireland in 2011. Um, so Leesk got to the mark on the last ball of the innings, his 18th delivery he'd faced. Um, and he got to 50. It was just absolutely brutal. And it some w- of the sixes... It was. Uh, one of them went into the second tier uh, of that and it's Dubai huge. stadium. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's uh, it was a 12. Like, yeah. It w- <laughs> it's just... Yeah. What was it? Uh, he might be a fan of. Was it Kevin Peterson? I'd seen suggested. Hundred meters six should aye. be a twelve. Aye. Aye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh god! Imagine that. Hey, hang on a minute. We're just doing the calculation. I mean, mm. given that, um, well, digressing a little bit, but given that Kevin Peterson's mate Rob Key is now the managing director of the ECB, let's see that rule coming in the hundred. <laughs> I thought we weren't going to touch on Rob Key. We're not. Why did you have to bring the mood Why down? not? <laughs> right. Get the mood back up. Um, I wonder if the ECB, though, also have the secret. <laughs> oh, the key's in the place. Yeah, <laughs> not to test cricket, no doubt. But anyway. Anyway. Um, and George Munsey, did he not? I'm, a, I'm maybe inventing that. Cause he it scored 60-odd uh, in the game that um, Bering scored his ton uh, I think he got about 220 runs at an average of 70 odd across the series Aye. so um, I mean so he had a, the, a, 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 a yeah. very strong series from him as well yeah um, but no it was excellent you know and, and there was lots of performances I mean you look at one of the things that I find if I was Gavin Main I would be kind of wondering how I get more game time would have been the only thing I would have said. Um, Personally, I would have played him in the last game. Y- yes. Um, um, I mean, Gavin Main uh, will we'll come on and touch on well uh, on it a little bit more later. Um, but in the last 12 months, has taken the most ODI wickets of Scotland. Um, and I've got to be honest, I think looks... We've obviously got Josh Davey and Brad Wheel playing down south yeah um now because of that you know we know we only get them very occasionally and whatnot you don't get them through the summer yeah um and he just kind of looks like the i don't know if it's been a bit harsh on the other guys but kind of probably the first one that i look at them and go as a seam bowler you look like absolute quality we have good seam bowlers i'm not yeah. saying that the other ones are not g- but just that kind of le- slight level above yeah um and you know he's still a pretty young lad so he's still kind of got things to develop i'm sure and he'll probably come on further but yeah i mean he just looks he got bowls at a decent pace and just looks very good yeah, yeah. he moves the ball in there and uh, as well he's, he's 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, at yeah. home as well, you would imagine yeah, that would just go even more. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but uh, lots of positives. Yeah, I mean, you had Neil and Main both looked very good. Yeah, and I think that's that's where I go, yeah, you must be wondering how you didn't get game time, but then you also go, <laughs> Adrian, Neil might have also been going, yeah, how did I not get more game time? And yeah. obviously his height, he offers you just that other yeah. variation. Um, um, yeah. Safian Sharif didn't have the greatest of series, but I mean he's kind of earned over the last few years that he is the leader of the attack. Um, yeah. So, in in ODI cricket, certainly in the last twelve months, Safi has had a bit of a lean time of things. Yeah. But he has, I think, earned the right. He's got the credit in the bank. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you know, and I think it's reassuring to see as a. As an associate nation, I mean, some of the, the full member nations have the problem that they can't actually drop somebody because realistically there's no real options to bring in. Um, and it's good to see that Scotland are getting to a point where actually they're not so much having that yeah. problem. There's maybe the odd batting position that still you know, there's not the depth, but that's going to come. We're an, yeah, we're I mean, an one we spoke about was... Um, Matthew Cross had a, a fairly lean series as well. And he's year as well. Yeah. yeah um, he's probably the only position, actually, that you really look at and go, right, who who is the alternative? Yeah, um, yeah, and that, that probably continues. is. Um, but I, I don't think we, you know, that's it's a good thing. And I think it, yeah. uh, most of the other nations, I still think, while associate cricket's coming on, I think a lot of them, good starting 11 you start chipping away a couple of them and actually it doesn't look so great. And particularly in the bowling department, I think Scotland currently have an abundance of talent, um, yeah. which is fantastic to see. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, really good week of work out in Dubai. Yep. Um, next up is a trip to the United States uh, for another tri-series. This time it's against the USA and the UAE. Get all my letters in the right place there. Um, when the fans commentate on that, can you? USA, UAE. USA, UAE. Yeah. You're definitely getting that wrong at some point. Absolutely, yeah. America. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Against the Emirates. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, another, uh, I think, we'll, we'll, we'll speak about it more um, as it comes closer to the time. Yeah. Um, but, it's something that another series that we go into going we need another four wins here, I think. Yeah, and we've set ourselves up into a good situation. Um, you know, I think realistically from here, as long as Scotland keep performing to their ability, we should get one of those three spots from yeah. the yeah, yeah. F- for to get ourselves into the qualifier without having to go through the playoff route. Um and I think the good thing is is that, you know, the team the Scotland team with Kyle Coates are uh, at the head they're not going to rest on the laurels. They're not that. Ki- they're not that kind of group of guys. Like yeah. they keep working hard. They'll keep striving for it. And the good thing is, as well, because of things like having the competition for places, that actually just makes that e- an even bigger thing. Because guys know they have to step up, or they might lose their place. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and you, I don't. I don't really know exactly American conditions. What you'd assume they would be more. L- sort of home friendly than Dubai I mean it's probably not I mean it's not that 
I think the games are being played in Florida, aren't they? Yes, I mean, it's still going to be warm. Yeah, but you're, you're not that far from the Caribbean. No. So maybe it's going to be more West Indian type you would, yeah, pitches. I mean, obviously, West Indies have played some games there in the past and things. But So you'd imagine our spin, you know, the spinners will probably have a say in what goes on. Um, but yeah, we'll touch on that more yeah. closer to the time. Well, I think, you know, obviously we've just touched on some of the fantastic performances we've had from this series. But um, this week, the Wisdom Cricketers of the Year were announced. They um, were. Who were... Ollie, go on then. Ollie Robinson. Yep. Jasper Boomra. Devin Conway. Van Niekerk. And I can't remember the fifth person. <laughs> You've done... So close to it's a fantastic job there. It's another non-English male, but I can't remember who it, it is. It is... K.L. Rahul. No? And the Wisbeton Cricketer of the Year, and it was Rohit Sharma. Rohit Sharma, that's the man. Anyway. Who today, actually, became uh, the... Most duckiest yes. ducker in IPL history. Yeah. yeah. More ducks than anyone else in the history of the IPL. I mean, he's not played the most games in IPL. Ah, he's, he's been there a bit. Uh, he's been so there a while, hasn't he? I mean, being an opener, like, you're going to get that. Like, yeah, you are. Probably forgive yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah, so... But one of the things I actually... So we sort of thought, why don't we do Scotland Cricketer of the Year? Um, yeah. Or Cricketers of the Year. Um, so we we did at one point go we'll do five and that's and what I tweeted this afternoon but yeah. we've changed our minds but since then yeah part of why we're recording at 11 o'clock at night is because we thought well hang on a minute if we carry this on in future years because one of the things I hadn't appreciated was you can only be a Wisden Cricketer of the Year once yeah um, which explains why they have Joe Root as leading pl- leading cricketer leading in the world leading cricketer of the year oh, yeah right, right. But not a cricketer of the year, and yeah. I know I saw sort of Twitter going, you know, like why is Ollie Robinson there and things. But everyone else is. Don't wrong. He's, had a, he's, had a, <laughs> he's had a good year. Like he I'm has, not saying yeah. he's not. It's particularly because and then the Wisden's only really about the English summer period. Yeah. Um. So he did have a good home summer, but it, yeah, it's probably in part he's helped by the fact that there are other guys around who've had good years that can't do it, and such as Joe. Yeah. So we're going to follow these rules again. Um, our plan is to do this every year going forward. Is that a commitment for us to still be doing this next year? Absolutely. Well, I mean, possibly. Yeah. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> um, so we're going to go with three. Yeah. Um, from well, then the we'll, go, we'll go with three. It's a smaller pool. Yeah. And we're not looking, unlike Wisdom, we're not going to look at how, like, like Zimbabwe were over in Scotland. We're not going to consider the sort of the away the opponents were just considering yes. Scottish players. Uh, yes. That might change going forward when we start paying more attention and things like that. But I think for the time being Scottish cricketers only. Um so we yeah. had a long list of five. Yeah. Or I mean the long list was even longer. Well, you, I, I just had right. the Joyous the, job of the medium list was five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, when we had when we were going to do five, we had five. Yeah, that we had d- decided upon. Um, so interestingly, one person who didn't make the five was Mark Watt, 
who I think, interestingly, both of us had it in our head. Well, before we actually sort of broke it down into what the statistics were and things like that, which I know some people argue statistics aren't everything, yada, yada, yada. But actually, Mark Watt didn't have the best 12 months in um, in the ODI side of the game. Yeah. Um, so the five were Richie Berrington, George Munsey, Michael Leask, um Catherine Bryce. Catherine Bryce and Josh, Josh Davey were the five. Apparently, I can only remember four names tonight. That's yep. uh, <laughs> So, we saw, when we went to three, we were like, right, okay, well, we're going to have to whittle this down. So Indeed. Runners right. and riders, then. Let's Runners who's and done riders, what? right. So, who's done what? Mr. Uh, Statsman. Mr. Statsman, right. So, Richie Berrington um, has... Scored 901 runs across both formats, an average of 53. I didn't work out exactly what a strike rate was, but it's roughly, across the two formats, a runner ball. Right. Um, he hasn't really bowled. He bowled he's got one wicket, but I, he's not in this. He's in this as a batsman in yeah. this conversation. George Munsey, typically, I've not got his T20 record, um, annoyingly. I don't know why. Um, but... He his biggest is he made his biggest impression in reality in the ODI side of the game yeah. where he scored four hundred and fifty runs, just four runs short of Richard Benton's total for the year, but an average of seventy five. Um, he averaged off the top of my head high twenties, I want to say in T Twenty cricket. So yeah, he had a decent year, but n- without being fantastic in T Twenty cricket. Yeah. But he is up at the top. He's there to an ex- try and have an explosive start in T20 cricket. Um, so, yeah, that's he's ma- mainly there. And he's, his strike rate in ODI is 86. So, Michael Leask um, has battered people to all sorts. Um, rough strike rate of about 145 across both formats. Um, so, he's racked up more than 200 runs. But I think the big difference is... We sort of had a conversation with Michael Lee this year, uh, or about Michael Lee this year. It'd probably be fair to say that he was a batsman. His explosive batting was probably why he was in the team. Yeah. And the fact he could offer some overs. But you're I also think that 18 months ago, Michael Lee wasn't assured of his t- place in the Scotland team. Absolutely. He was a rotational player. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was a batsman who you could throw the ball to occasionally when you needed an over. Yeah. I think now Michael Leask is a genuine all-rounder. Yep. Um, well, the f- yeah. I mean, his stats back up. I mean, he's in ODIs, he's taken 11 wickets at 15.64 with an economy rate of 3.58. Now, probably the best spinner in, in theory in ODI, in, or just sole spinner, is ha- Hamza Tahir, who's taken 12 at a higher average of almost 22 and a slightly worse economy of 3.74. So, I mean, yeah. statistically, in ODI cricket, you'd argue he's the best spinner. Yep. Well, there are mitigations, mitigations around that. I'm not going to go as far as making that claim um, necessarily. And then in T20 cricket, he's taken eight wickets at 22.25, an economy of 7.12. Similar sort of average to what Mark Watt has taken, albeit a little bit more expensive because Mark Watts at 6.2. Um, just 
because Excel decided to delete itself from my computer and not reinstall properly. Um, so Josh Davy took s- 10 wickets at 18.1 and also had a fantastic county championship. Didn't have those stats in front of me. Um, but, yeah, so he was an interesting one because he's slightly different. Yeah. He, he's bringing forward his... English domestic game, but then today he's there. He's a Scottish player. He's still representing Scotland. Yep. Um, I would, pr- I would actually say, if you go back and look at the tail of the tape in terms of stats, he was probably the biggest influence on a bowling point of view for Scotland qualifying out of the uh, for the yeah World Cup proper. Yeah. Well. Super technically it was, it was yeah, yeah i don't know whatever to me yeah, it was just it was a qual it was a qualifier and people <coughs> weren't giving it his real name yeah and then the fifth member of the list well, just before the, the one thing i think the other thing you need to call out with josh davy is his t20 blast performance oh yeah as well yeah um because particularly towards the tail end of the blast yeah when he won the was the quarterfinal semi-final with the bat with the bat yeah he was brilliant yeah um so there's all that to consider too yeah um, and then the final person was Catherine Bryce, um, who scored 247 runs in T20I cricket at f- f- just shy of 31 and almost a run a ball, um, which, you know, comparing that to some of the male stats, yeah. you kind of go, mm, that's not that great. I mean, in terms of people who scored meaningful runs for Scotland over the course, the only person with a better strike rate was our sister, Sarah Bryce. And then really, the other people have got a meaningful amount of runs. They're down in sort of the 80s sort of strike rate. So, I mean, run a ball... It, and this was one of the interesting things, actually, when you're looking at this, is it's it's very difficult in some regards to compare... Y- you know, women's and men's stats against each other. You do yeah. have to try and take them um, in the um, in their own picture. Probably argu- arguably where she's shone most, though, in the last 12 months was in the Rachel Hayhoe Flint Trophy, uh, yeah. the domestic one-day competition um, in England, which scored 353 runs at 50.43 and a strike rate of 81. Now, that's a strike rate in one-day cricket, that does stand up, yeah. I, I would suggest against against male counterparts. But on top of that, she's also an all rounder. So she's taken ten T Twenty I wickets at nineteen, um, and she also took ten wickets at twenty four point six in the Rachel Hayhoe Flint Trophy, and also earned MVP for the competition. Yeah, um, and I think that is probably the key as well. Yes, absolutely. She and she was outstanding in the domestic season last year. Yeah. And yeah, and yeah, uh, uh, really a step above in reality what most of the other Scottish women are playing. Uh, there are yeah. the uh, exception to that our sister being one. Um so well, I suppose that maybe the MVP element to Catherine Price maybe without a shock. I think our first person um, not, not we're not ranking them. We're not ranking the three. Um, or are you ranking the three? 
no, but I would suggest that we... E- even so? We give our leading... We, we do a leading cricketer. Oh, of right. The year from the three. All right, that's really good of Andrew to just but drop that in during... to be fair... On air. You, we both agreed beforehand who <laughs> would be the leading well, cricketer, so... Um, <laughs> but yeah, okay, well, so we'll not rank them when we announce the three. So I think just following on from the MVP performance in the Rachel Hale Flint, probably unsurprisingly that number one, or the first, the first person <laughs> on the list is Catherine Bryce yeah. as, as, as a dibbly-dobbler cricketer of the year. You yeah. know, all these people that are queuing up to be part of it. We're going to have to get them wee trophies. That's get it. them in the post. Or maybe certificates. <laughs> like certificates. E-certificates. You've got a laminator. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. <laughs> I actually have a laminate. Uh, that does not surprise me. Well, you know, <laughs> right? So, um, so so yeah. So well, the next person. Right, did I announce the next one? You you announce the next person. Do it. I, I think you were start. You were going Richie Barrington for the next one. I was. You were. Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um. I mean, he's the statistics with the bat. He's just been Scotland's best bat over the last 12 months. Yep. Um, there's really no debate in that, I don't think. Um, and he's also, one thing with Richie Benton as well, is he is an amazing fielder. Like And just a top bloke. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. But, I mean, in the f- he's one of these guys that is fielding, actually. Mm, bringing, yeah. You know, he's stopping runs that other guys are letting go past. Um the other good fielders are letting go past. Yeah, uh, oh yeah, he's yeah. an he is an he, exceptional fielder. He had one, I think it, I'm sure it was the old man game, and he was at point. Yeah, and he just had a start. It was absolutely pelted at him, and it was like, a full length dive. Aye, yeah, and it, you were just like, like I mean, it's something that like John T. Rhodes would have been proud of producing. Like, it's just yeah, absolutely. Um, and the third one is Michael Leask. Michael East, um as we say, his his performances with the ball um, have been fantastic over the past year, um, and he's just brutal with the bat. Uh, yeah. Um, and yeah, Callum would like to take credit in warming him up for that. In that, well, um, I, can, I have to take credit where credit is due. That T Twenty just shy of a double ton that he scored against you. Well, not against just me. <laughs> <laughs> My overs weren't that bad. <laughs> What did you go for that night? Oh, it was something pretty miserly. It was like, I think it was the best part of 50 off like two overs or something. <laughs> so it wasn't It wasn't. In great. fairness, they did score 320 odd off the 20. And uh, yeah. I was the, s- I think I was the second least economical bowler. So, um, so yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Um, Pelted to all parts. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, so you've got Richie Barrington the leading male batsman by really a comfortable amount. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's On ODIs alone, there's a conversation between him and Munsey, but it, across the board, it's comfortable. Michael Leask is, has been the number one all-rounder. There is an argument to say across both formats, he has actually been the leading spinner. Yeah. And interestingly, around the time of the World Cup, there was he, he his selection was being criticised. Um, you know there was thoughts Hamza Tahir should be in instead, and Watt and Tahir should both be playing and whatever else. Um, and uh, I feel some of those people maybe have a bit of egg on 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 their face. What he's then gone on to do because yeah. 
Wanting to hear have been successful in one form, but not in the other. Okay, to hear's is perhaps through lack of opportunity in yeah, T20s, yeah. but even so. And then Catherine Bryce. Well, I mean, Catherine Bryce. It's one of these. She's Catherine Bryce. Like, I mean, it kind of has just in Scottish women's cricket. It's kind of just become that. Like, yeah, she is that good. Um, but. Who are we going for then, Andrew? I'll let you announce it because I do too much talking. Leading cricketer of the year for 2021-2022. <laughs> should have one of those buttons. Can like can add it sound effects. <laughs> 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 Richie Barrington. Um, yeah, just he, he has been so good, so so good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You say one ton, seven fifties. Yeah. Um, just a, a superb year that he's had, and uh, long may it continue. Yeah, so I, I sp- absolutely well deserved. Um, don't know. I don't know whether in the next twelve months we'll see a bit more bowling back. I think some of it was, I think it was a sore back, if, if memory serves me right. But um, so just I don't carry in the batting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously these three cannot be considered for the Dibbly Dobbler Cricket of the Year going forward. But they are the inaugural Cricketers of the Year. But they can be considered for the world leader or the for the leading, leading cricketer cr- of the year. Yes, cricket they of the can, year. absolutely. So that's good. I mean we really have to be a bit more organised next year. I mean we've we've got a year to think about it. So <laughs> start now. <laughs> um so yeah. Um quite enjoyed that chat that's yeah it was good it was good yeah. i mean it's, it's excellent to see the the talent and i mean there are also plenty of cricketers not mentioned who have had very good years and some standout individual performances yeah. as well so and uh yeah so we will see what next year's brings yeah uh, absolutely so i guess that that's sort of brings well the only other thing we had was we were okay we had polls going on Twitter. Oh, we did, yeah. So I feel like we shouldn't really just forget about them. Um, I, I'm not sure about your thread posting. I'm not sure on that. I've got right, okay. that. But, you know. I'm not sure about you setting polls to last for a week either. But well, I set them are. to run up until before the episode. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. okay. Some people. I know. Anyway, so yeah, we asked uh, you who who do you think is going to win the SPCU North East Championship. We split it into four groups. So the initial group results have all come in. Yep. And the four contenders on public opinion are Aberdeenshire, Strathmore, Meagall and Fruki. So, it's going to be another poll go up. We're going to ask you which of those four are going to win. Apparently I'll know be for a week or Andrew will be green. Yeah, so, we're so gonna, who yeah. do we think is going to win the NEC out of those four? I mean, obviously, we're back in Meagle because they've actually come on and spoke to us. Um, although, actually, to be fair, Aberdeenshire have agreed to come on. We've just not sorted that out yet. So, so yeah. So, actually, scrap that. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, I mean, what, what are your thoughts? Uncle? What so are my thoughts? Th- yeah, so Meagle looks strong. Fruki have signed Safi and Sharif. Um, how much will be available? I'm well, that's. Sure. I think that is quite a, a key factor yeah. in it. Um, yeah, it's it's difficult to look past Meagle. I've got to be honest because they don't seem to be much different from 
the team that was playing in the EPL. In fact, I would say on the bowling front, they've probably improved because they've kept their seam attack. Yeah. Um, and uh, Raju, their um, professional from a couple of years ago, is back with them. Uh, and so that improves, I think, their spin attack. And I think Pete, when he was on, did he not indicate there might be an amateur, an amateur as well? So um, yeah. I'm not sure what that does to them. But, you know, they've kept the Rashid brothers... Yeah. Um, which that was quite big. I think there was, we'd sort of heard some murmurs about both or one maybe not being there, but they seemed to be staying. Um, and yeah, I just think as an all round attack and batting lineup, I would have suggested that that is very, very strong. Um, yeah. Fruki have got a very, very good seam bowling attack. Um, and. If Safi is available, that only strengthens that. I just don't... I would be surprised if Safi plays half the games in the yeah, year. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if he plays half the games and wins the bowling trophy or something, because, I mean... I'd and maybe even the batting trophy yeah, as well. Yeah, I mean, I, do, I would expect him to come in and be pretty dominant. It's He has the slight advantage to what some other guys don't have, is the, you know, if, like... Because he is effectively just the pro, and yeah, he's the player yeah. coach, but... You know, if you had a pro coming in from overseas who's not played over here before, they might have to get acclimatised and whatever else. Um, so, yeah. Um, I, I probably would be guessing at those two, but th- I suppose one of the interesting things is they're both in the same section. They're in yeah. the south section, You've got the, and then you've got the north section as well. Um, who, yeah, I don't know... I have a sneaking suspicion Aberdeenshire have possibly won their group as much because of the historic history behind the club. Mm-hmm. Um, Gordonians have been a very, very good team for a long time in the SPCU. Now, okay, Aberdeenshire were playing a league above that for a long time, but it isn't the team that used to play. You know, it's not. It, it, yeah. it, it's not remotely the same team. So. Um, yeah, but I think if I was, I think I would be back in Meagle personally, um, and probably Fruki would be my second favourite. But I don't see that being the one-two because of this regional split. I would imagine that's going to have some influence on the outcome. Yeah, but yeah, I think Meagle would be who I'd be back in. But we'll see what the, the people think. Do you have any thoughts on it? Do you even know who plays for any of the teams? I know some of them. Some of them. I mean, you've got the advantage of having played against. It's or with most of them last of year, teams, so yeah, yeah, so, so. Um, yeah I, I'm, I'm not as good a cricketer as you, unfortunately. So, <laughs> um, yeah, um, I didn't know you were allowed to call yourself a cricketer, I thought, oh. thought there was an injunction against that. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, I was gonna swear, but I remember we don't do that in this podcast, so I first held it in anyway <laughs> let us know what you think vote on the poll when it goes up um, you can get us at dib dot it at but I'll start that again you can get us at dib dob pod on twitter it is 20 past 11 in the evening I know so we're, my I'm gonna brain you. is fried um, so we are going to love you and leave you thank oh, you as ever love you. for watching and love you. for listening we do love you um, it, it yeah if you're listening to this podcast and haven't had a breakdown, you know, good job. Yeah. So we love you. We commend your fortitude. 
and if that makes sense. I don't know. Hopefully, we'll both also have had haircuts before next week because we're both looking like absolute scruffs. Look at the state of that. Look at that. Those greys are getting more and more every week as well. That's because I sit and chat to you (laughs) every week. (laughs) Get abused by me every week. Exactly. Anyway, thank you again for listening. And uh, yeah, we'll speak to you next week. Bye.